This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Hey, it's Monday. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> uh, uh. All right, it's all brought to you by Fair and Farrah. The update is... Okay, so um, I come in this morning. We got uh, you know our TV stuck on channel thirty-five, which I you know I prefer over the other two. The other three actually Wesh, WFTV and um, channel six. Channel six. Um, why? Because they're all pretty much exactly carbon copies of each other. But on channel thirty-five, once in a while, well, there's a lot of fun to make. Lot we can make a lot of fun of them. Right. They got some characters on there. You know what I mean? We, we like their people. Yeah, they're they're, they're colorful. They're quirky. They're not, they're not very, like, purposefully entertaining. They're just quirky. But this morning I saw something on there, and I hope the other TV stations are not doing the same thing, which just pissed me off. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, there's no question about what's going on between Israel and Hamas. There's no, there's no discussion to be had. There's no gray area. I understand there's history there, but Hamas is a terrorist organization. They just got done and are still decapitating babies, burning babies, shooting grandmothers in the face. They flew up in, in, in paragliders and killed over 200 innocent people having a dance party at the, uh, you know, in Israel. We all know the story already. Hell, we're bombarded by it all week. Not since the Holocaust have so many Jews been slaughtered, by the way. So on Channel 35, and I am calling them out because these people need to be called out. I don't think it's on purpose. I think it's... No, I think they're told to stay away from certain things. I think they're told, read the script, do the story, say nothing else. I, I, think, it's, I think it's upper management. I don't think it's at actual reporters. Well, we'll direct our comments to upper management. And you know, as always, we never have guests on the show, but I'm willing to have any local anchor, any local management person come here and sit with us in the morning and defend their position. That you could present a story. They presented the story this morning about the uh, protests in downtown Orlando. And I got the uh, script here of what, you know, the new, is this from Channel 30? That's from 35, yeah. Okay. So let me just read you a little bit. Uh, and this is pretty much what he said this morning. Tensions are growing over the Israel-Hamas war. You can see it here in Central Florida as hundreds of people marched in Orlando. A pro-Palestinian protest was held on Saturday as Palestinian Americans marched from Lake Eola to Orlando City Hall. The uh, protests remain peaceful. It goes on and on, and it's generic. Okay. Let me give you... Let me... Um, let me give you a little, I'm bad at analogy, so please forgive me. But let's pretend that when George Floyd, 
you know, died. Remember that? The whole thing that started the whole rioting and destroying of cities and everything. Imagine if here in Orlando, a TV station got up there right after the George Floyd thing, and there was George Floyd protests, which we did have, Mm -hmm. but there was anti-George Floyd protest. There was a group of people that went downtown and were happy that George Floyd was killed. And they marched. Would Channel 35 or any of the local TV stations be going, yeah, we had pro-George Floyd protests and we had anti-George Floyd protests downtown. Back to you and now the weather. Could you imagine what would happen if they did that? Oh my God. Forget about it. Well, I think where people are mad is, you know, when Hamas terrorist group went into Israel and killed women and babies and it was mass murder. And now Israel wants to fight back and go get their hostages. Then they're like, well, wait, uh, that's not fair because now our families and children are, are being murdered. It's like, okay. But I mean that you would that you would even give any ounce of credibility by being generic, mm-hmm. by not saying what it is. There are just people downtown that actually protested, protested that Israel is defending itself against butchers, people who butchered and murdered children and grandmothers and innocent people. There was actually a protest downtown. I, I don't have any words. And I see a local TV station treat this like it's, oh, you know. Well, they gr- they grouped it together as if it was one, which was like the the uh, the frustrating part instead of it wasn't it wasn't to protest. They were like, oh, they're protesting the death of innocent people in both Palestine and Israel. And I think that's where the divide was. And they just it was just a blanket statement. Right. Yeah. And, you know, the networks are the same. Now, uh, Friday was uh, a day of jihad, was a day of holy war all over the world. They were called for by Hamas that you should take violent action against all people that are not, you know, obviously of their ilk all over the world. Well, the network news programs wouldn't repeat day of jihad. They wouldn't even say day of rage. Mm -mm. CBS, for example, Pittsburgh. Today, there's a day of action for Palestine, a day of action. They make it sound like it's a a positive thing. Like like they're going to sell Girl Scout cookies. Justice is our demand. Justice is our demand. There is no peace on stolen land. Breaking news, a couple hundred people gather in Oakland this afternoon as war rages overseas. Just that, you know, France, let me give you an example. There was a teacher killed in France over the weekend by a terrorist. As soon as the story came out, they didn't know it was a terrorist, but they assumed it was because it was during the day of rage. Mm-hmm. It was Friday. And because of some other, you know, pieces of evidence, but they immediately said a suspected terrorist. Here in the United States, our news media sympathizes. They have to because there's no other way they get on there and go, well, we don't know exactly if this was, you know, a terrorist yet. This could, it's it's infuriating that they can't even say the words murderer when it comes to what Hamas did. It really is infuriating. ABC News. They talk about Harvard. Remember, 31 student organizations at Harvard University protested Israel. And uh, ABC News' headline is, As debates rage on campus, Harvard's Palestinian and Jewish students are paralyzed by fear. True statement. However, 
again, it's just that you can place Israel defending itself and what happened to Israelis next to what Hamas represent and what they did. You are the problem. So it goes. Sorry, I'm. I just. I'm, I got triggered this morning. I can it's use. Okay. I can use a Gen Z word. <laughs> I was triggered. Do we have a warning for that? Here's another one. This is NBC. I'm, I'm going through all the networks. I want you to know how they how they they're full of crap. NBC. Ready? This is one of the headlines. Conservatives conservatives stoke fear of a Hamas attack in the U.S. No credible threat, says FBI. That's NBC on Friday. 30 minutes after they did that story, 30 minutes later, law enforcement steps up patrols of Jewish houses of worship and businesses as calls for attacks on the U.S. intensify online. They're not even self-aware. Nope. Did you expect them to be? That was 30 minutes later. So they lie, and then they lie again. It's crazy. So, um, well, I mean, have they always been the bastion of truth? Dude, we got to fix the media because mm -hmm. I'm telling you what, this is the biggest problem we have. I mean, right now, the biggest problem we have is terrorism, but... And you got Biden out there still saying, well, no, our biggest problem is MAGA maggots and white supremacy. I got news for you. I'll deal with the white supremacy over what's going on, what could possibly happen right now. They apprehended two terrorists, one from Lebanon and one from Egypt, just this weekend at the border. Well, here's the other thing. Yeah, it's this the border thing is insane because people go, well, how does this affect us? Oh, I don't know. A zillion people come through the border. Some are terrorists. Some are on watch list. And that's only the ones that we know of. How many are getting past that we don't know of yet? telling you now um mayor adams i like him one week one week i don't like him this week i like him okay new york city he was out all weekend you know telling it like it is let's reignite our college campuses to be beacons of hope and opportunity and not beacons when we're producing hateful thoughts and mindsets then let's damn the river of our entertainment industry Far too many sports figures and entertainers are using these new terminologies of credible messengers and influencers to spew out hateful thinking in general, but specifically anti-Semitism. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the very same people that were all up in arms about, you know, um, race and, and George Floyd and all that stuff, the very same people that are silent now. Uh-huh, celebrities, silent where now. are you at? Where's your Instagram account? There's a there's an organization that is calling for the extermination of an entire race of people, mm -hmm. and they're silent. Could you imagine that during the George Floyd era in 2020 and all that, you know, some white guy got up and said, we got to do away with all these black people. Could you imagine? It's the same thing. I said that to the, the other day. I was having a conversation with somebody, and I said, what if it was a different group of people that was being targeted? What if... Thousands of gays were killed in another country. What if thousands of black people were killed in another country? Would people be standing differently? The thing that gets me is when we have anti-Semitism here in Florida and the signs go up in Orlando and you see the Nazi signs, everyone's like, we won't stand for it. But now we have mass genocide of Jews and the calling for mass genocide of more Jews and people are like, well, I'm not going to get involved. Yeah, yeah, no. 
Here's the mayor again. He's good. Something is wrong than when you have attacks of the magnitude we saw in Israel and young people were celebrating on the street because of what the DSA promoted and carrying pictures of swastikas and saying exterminate the Jewish people. Something is dark. Something is sadistic. Something is demonic. Something is wrong with that in the city of New York where we have the largest Jewish population outside of Israel. If you don't feel safe here, where else can you feel safe? Yeah, precisely. So uh, kudos to Mayor Adams for that. And that was one of his calm speeches over the week. And I was trying to find the one where he was outside. That one was, that nailed it. I'm going to try to find it. Okay. Um, so we have um, Anthony Blinken. Mm-hmm. There's there's the three stooges. There's Anthony Blinken. He's the Secretary of State. We got uh, Jake Sullivan, National Security Advisor. He's the biggest pencil neck puss cake I've ever seen. And then you got the uh, third one, which is um, Jake Sullivan. The, the three. Oh, I thought he was the second one. The, this, no, it's it's Anthony Blinken, Jake Sullivan, and um, what did I just say? Jake Sullivan. No, there's three of them. What's the third one? They Who's all look alike. They all look alike. Anyway, it doesn't matter. They all got pencils for necks. They do. They all do. And they repeatedly got out over the weekend, and they're saying, well, we're doing everything we can. The president, remember the remember the phrases, the president is laser focused, mm-hmm. um, spending, the, the president is sleeping. It's not laser nothing. No, laser focus is not a, a, a adjective I use to describe him in any capacity. The president is sleeping, and the president is just making sure he gets up in time to have his next insured. No one said that. Who said your wife. So, you know, I mean, don't give me that stuff. But Ron DeSantis actually did something. Mm-hmm. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis announced on Sunday that he helped successfully transport hundreds of Americans from Israel amid the war against Hamas. And here he is. We're here at Tampa Airport. We are having our first flight of people being rescued from Israel. It has landed. Over 260 people that wanted to get back to the United States and couldn't do it. Uh, there was a devoid of leadership, so we stepped up and led. Uh, we're happy to be able to deliver that, so we're getting ready to welcome them back to the United States of America. Yeah, good job. Mm-hmm. We also got that other congressman, uh, the one I mentioned on Friday. What was his name? God, I'm really having brain farts this morning. Well, we have Kamala Harris. What does she say? Well, I think culture is... It is a reflection of our moment and our time, right? And, and, and present culture is the way we express how we're feeling about the moment. And, and we should always find times to express how we feel about the moment. That is a reflection of joy because, you know. Are you trying to torture me? It comes in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, we have to find ways to also express. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Way- <laughs> Sounds like Krusty the Clown. <laughs> We're 30 seconds in and she hasn't said anything yet. Right? That's, that's her expertise, man. Oh, All right. Uh, speaking of brain farts and farts in general. Listen to her fart. <laughs> yeah, Representative Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. She's a beautiful Latina. How oh. dare you make fun of her? I still can't believe that. Gas you know. will never emanate from such a Latina. Well, okay, well, she's the juicy thing. What? Oh, juicy booty. Um, yeah, there, there was a video out there uh, where she's lecturing the world on. Israeli military action. Yeah, she's another one. 
she's part of the squad, you know, Elian Omar and yeah, Talib and all of them. All of them are horrible. Yeah, uh, backers of Hamas, you know, the terrorist group that chops up babies. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, she was speaking, and I don't know if you can tell, but there's a fart in there, and we're wondering if it's hers. The United States has a responsibility to ensure accountability to human rights, to prevent the ethnic cleansing of Palestinians, and to ensure that horrors do not happen in the names of victims who do not want their tragedy to be used. Oh, there it was. You hear that? Oh, yeah, that's a fart. Do it again? Do it again. You think that's a fart? I don't think it's a fart. Let's check it again. And to ensure that horrors do not happen in the names of victims who do not want their tragedy Mm. Used to justify that further that's a fart. violence. No, that's not a fart. That's the guy going, hmm. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Do it again. Right, one more time. No, I got and to ensure that horrors do not happen in the names of victims who do not want their tragedy <laughs> used to justify no, further violence a, and it's injustice. It's not a fart. It's right. a hmm. No, it's that's not a, a fart. Hmm. The hmm is too grumbly. One more time. Yeah, but I think, oh, come on. I think it's over Zoom. Oh, and what? Zoom what? just throws farts in there? That's no, not I true. think it's just a Zoom and the guy's going, hmm, and I think it just sounds like a f- I'm not, Look, I wouldn't defend her, but... Horrors do not happen in the names of victims who do not want their tragedy. Their tragedy. Their tragedy. Their tragedy. Stop! That's, I, a, that's I, a fart. I think it's a... That is not a fart, but okay, whatever, man. You gotta listen to her fart. <laughs> All right. You can debate that at home. You don't think that's a fart? I don't think so. I think it's a guy going, hmm. But I think it's a little distorted because they're on Zoom. That's a fart. <laughs> <laughs> We're a new game show. Is it a fart? <laughs> oh, God. All right, so a couple of uh, quick tidbits here. Survey shows 51% of U.S. teens spend an average of 4.8 hours a day on social media. Here I am defending something I shouldn't be defending, but it's true. Um, When kids were not on their phones, they were watching TV six to eight hours a day. So, you know, I mean, I understand. But back in my day, it was Lawrence Welk, not the TikTok. Right, exactly. So that's... (laughs) Tired of writing emails? Well, you should be. Listen to this new survey. Uh, The typical employee dedicates, this is insane, 11 hours a week to crafting emails that never get read. Are you kidding me, Rick? Nobody reads emails. Well, I'll I'll be the first to admit it depends on who it's from. (laughs) Seriously, because sometimes I get emails from people and I know it's not an email that either I... I'm supposed to read in full, or it's sent. Do you ever get an email sent supposed from? Supposed to read in full. This is one of the. They only expect you to read half. No, I'm going to explain what I mean by that. What I mean by that is sometimes you get an email from a lazy person, and I know both of you know exactly what I'm talking about because you'll get an email from somebody that says it's important, but they won't tell you what the email's about. They'll just send a chain of 24 emails from other people, and they expect you to read it from the bottom up to kind of figure out what's going on. And I'm like, I'm not reading it. If it's important enough, you will send me an email and tell me what it is you need from me. I'm not going through 24. Rep- Apply alls to figure out what this means. I'm just not doing it. I'd say in a given week, I probably only do about 15 minutes of real, actual work. 
And finally, uh, this is why I don't like Republicans either. Uh, this whole thing with the uh, Speaker of the House, this is turning into a clown show. You can see him every morning. The car pulls up to Congress. They all get out. Mm-hmm. They keep getting out. And they keep getting out. And then they do nothing all day. And then later they get back in. <laughs> Time to spend money that's not ours. <laughs> it's the insanity here. This is what's going on. I, I know this is... They're all the same. This is not like you, you. People think, oh, there's Democrats and there's Republicans. No, they're all the same. Okay, so you know what happened? Matt Gates had to get rid of what's his face McCarthy, so he's no longer Speaker of the House. But nobody had planned. Nobody planned anything. Yeah. Nobody saw it coming, which is ridiculous because he's been talking about it and he wanted to be Speaker of the House, right? So they get rid of the Speaker of the House, and now they're going to do these votes to see who's going to be the next Speaker. Jim Jordan, who I like, um, wants to be the next Speaker. First, it was Scalia. He's the one who got the most votes, but they decided that he's not the one. Trump said something about him. I thought he, he backed out and he didn't want to do it. They're like, Scalise. And he's like, oh, no, I don't want to look. About, no, no, don't look at me. <laughs> yeah, it could have been a number of things. Trump said he's also fighting cancer. I don't know the facts about mm. that, but apparently some reason he backed out. It could, could have been that. I don't know. But uh, now Jim Jordan's there alone. But the, that, the Republicans are thinking about, get this, they're thinking of voting a left-wing whack job, Jamie Raskin, in as Speaker of the House. Why? What kind of of stupid is in the Republican Party that they think that's a good idea. Yeah, they probably re- got paid. No, because you know what it is? Is we got these politicians that are just all about appeasement. It mm-hmm. doesn't not only with our enemies but with each other in Congress because they don't want to make any waves. You know why? Because the minute they make any waves, they might lose some of our money. Mm. Some of our money may not flow to them as freely as it does now. So they're yeah, they're talking about Jamie Raskin. I think they're all scared and they're like, I don't want to do it. Do you want to do it? I don't want to do it. Make him do it. They better. Get Get something together soon. I don't know what's happening, but look, there's going to be training involved in this, and it's not an easy job. Looking for a career where you suffer constant abuse from your colleagues? Then enroll in the Speaker of the House Training School. In just a few weeks, you'll be two heartbeats away from the presidency. We'll teach you everything you need to be Speaker, like banging a gavel, rolling your eyes behind the president's back during the State of the Union, and kissing the butts of loony representatives in your party. Was that good, Mr. Gates? Do you need anything else? Maybe a back rub? And of course, getting fired from your job at any time. What? Motion to vacate? But I just moved into my office. The Speaker of the House Training School. Learn skills that will last a lifetime. And by lifetime, I mean about three months. Okay, I'll go. But I'm keeping the gavel. The Sunny Update. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Crazy Talk is brought to you by All Electric Services. Come and knock on our door. Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. Where the kisses are hers and hers and his. Three's company too. You know what? That I grew up on that show, and yes. I remember loving it, and that was my love of uh, John Ritter. And now, oh, her and John Ritter are reunited again. Suzanne Summers passed away uh, over the weekend, 76 years old. I knew she was struggling with some sort of illness. I did not realize it was cancer. I love her. I think she's a great lady, but at the same time, I used to run, I couldn't run to the TV fast enough to turn that off. <laughs> you didn't like it? I loved that no, show. It's, it was just, no. Well, remember when they replaced Suzanne Summer because she wanted equal pay, and they're like, out oh, you no. go, and they replaced her with the other girl? No, which girl? I don't remember because I didn't watch it. It was another actress, that, a blonde, that played Suzanne's part. Oh, yeah. Um, interesting. Do you know, are you ready for this? I had no idea. I knew she made a lot of money off of the Thigh Master. I did not realize the number was this high. Any guesses from the two of you? Rick, you can't play because you already know, so smoke. Any guesses how much money Suzanne Summers made from the Thigh Master? Um, I'll guess $15 million. $300 million. Holy crap. Isn't that insane? That's a lot. I use the Thigh Master every day of my life. I do 50 in the morning, 50 mid-afternoon, and 50 while I'm lying in bed at night. And I could crack walnuts with my thighs. (laughs) 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 I live a good life. And um, 1995 times 10 million. So kind of do the math, you know, and and we're probably at 15 million now. We had partners 50-50. And they got drunk on money when it all started selling, and they they overspent to the point where they could no longer afford to be in their side of the business. So we bought them out. We have a hundred percent. Oh my God! So do you remember people used to mock it? They used to be like, "Oh, well, the yeah, thigh the- master," and they make fun of it. I, have you ever tried to use one? No. Why? It's, it's so hard. I remember trying once. A friend of mine had one. I'm like, "Let me try this thing," because you have to lay on your side. I mean, you could sit up in a chair and do it too, as well. But yeah, I guess but spring your legs back open. Well, it's so hard to close. Like, after two or three, you're like, holy cow, I can't do sets of this thing. Did it do anything besides give you bruises? I mean, it'd slip off your knee and... Ow! It would fly off. That was the issue I had was the trouble. Because if you're wearing spandex pants and they're kind of like slippery... Slippery would fly up... Even though the... the, the Out the backside. Well, it, it had like these little rubber things in the side that were supposed to, I guess, cause like friction enough to where it wouldn't slip. Yeah, a grip's a better word. So I... Just remember trying it, going. There's no way. There's no way I could do ten of these. This is insane. It was really hard. I mean, I guess if you did, did it, it show regularly, any results though? If you used it, I can't you imagine don't know how it, it wouldn't. Results. I don't know how. Do you remember that? Uh, you probably don't remember smoke. You're you're an old soul. Huh? Remember that thing they sold people that people actually bought gym gyms were very um, a few at, at the time, but that thing that would shake you. You put the strap yes, around your my waist. My had one. It would just wiggle your butt back and forth. Somebody actually purchased that, thinking it's going to do something. We had one yeah, when it I was the little. Fat off. <laughs> I remember getting on it because I'd go, "What is this?" I thought it was a scale, and it had like a belt. Yeah. And I remember being little, 
I'll never forget it. It was that old aqua color. You know the, how everything was like that pale aqua? Yeah, yeah. It and was so, like a greenish toaster right. color. So I remember going, what is this? Can I get on it, Mom? And I'd always have to ask her. Because if you're on it too long, you'd lean back in the belt and it would shake you. And I remember, because if, if you were on it for too long, you'd get itchy. Well, how many injuries? So yeah. And I just thought it was funny when I was little. I'm like, that's funny. Put it on your butt cheeks. And then it'd get itchy. And you're like, Mom, now my butt What was the itch. purpose of it? I don't know if it was a blood circulating thing. I don't know. I don't I have no idea. I don't know the answer it to that. It your butt off. People actually bought that. Yeah, no, I knew, I knew did so nothing. many people that had it. Dislocated your organs. <laughs> I knew a lot of people that had it. It's crazy. Uh, so today, obviously, is Monday. A lot of people go into Monday and they're like, ugh. Ugh. Why do I have to be here? Ugh. Well, here is how to have something that they're calling bare minimum Monday while still being productive enough to not get fired. Oh, we do that all the time. Great. Now, it takes a little bit of pre-planning on Friday, so if you didn't get to do it this past Friday for today, maybe this Friday coming up, you can maybe plan. So you're supposed to plan ahead and kind of figure out what's in store for Monday. And if you can get things prepped ahead of time so when you show up Monday, Mm -hmm. things are a little bit easier for you. Oh, like if I do my automated email reply that says I'm not in? Maybe. (laughs) Um, they're also saying if you prioritize your tasks in order from most important to least important, that way when you come in on Monday, the important things get done first. So it's like, oh, they're on it. I got this, this, then this. So if you don't get to like the little things and you're too lazy, you don't feel like doing them, nobody really notices those. What if I don't think any of them are important? Well, that's... that's, that's <laughs> you mean like everything you yeah. do? <laughs> <laughs> um, they say try time blocking your week. Have you ever done this? No, what's that? So you scheduled, I have to do this because I have other things to do, but I have to I have to block out what I'm going to do each day. You actually do that? I, well, on paper I, or on your phone? Where? In my, in you my brain? Have I have to because I do three other cities. I'm on the air for three other cities for this company. So I have to decide what what, what things I'm doing each day so uh-huh. I'm finished by the end of the week. So I have to, I have to plan things out, yeah. I feel like every day you only have time for three things. That's no probably- No matter what they are, there's three things you have time for. That's probably and fairly accurate. And one of them is always like yeah. Rick does work, diner, cat boxes, and then it's time for the next day. You probably do a work, swim, Elliot, time for the next day. Yeah, it's true. What do you do? Mine's usually work. Sleep. <clears throat> smoke. Sleep. Time for the next day. Smoke. <laughs> time for the next day. Uh, here's a woman. This made me kind of chuckle. You ever go on a date and you have no reason? I, this happens to me every so often. I, I like to think- You go on a date? No, no. Does I like Franco to- know about this? Sorry, go ahead. Uh, uh, I like to think I'm a pretty good judge of character. And when I would date, I like to be like, I couldn't be mean to someone. We've talked about this before. And walk out in the middle of a date, even if I knew right away I didn't like them. (laughs) However, sometimes, you know when you just don't like someone and you don't have a reason why? And you go, I don't like them. And people go, why? And you're like, I don't know. Did they do something to you? No. I just don't. I just don't. I don't know what it is. I just don't like them. Do you ever have that where there's just people oh, you yeah. just don't like and there's literal zero validation oh, to it? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And it's just a feeling you Oh, have, I trust right? it. So this woman, I guess, was pretty superficial. I don't really think it had to do with the guy, the state that I'm about to tell you about, so much as it did to did with his taste in certain things. So she was uh, really getting ripped apart on social media, which people love to do. They're so brave behind a keyboard. So they didn't give her name. They just said... Uh, she was going on a date with a guy and he gets out of the car to open her door and take her to dinner. She wouldn't get out of the car because I guess the restaurant in which they pulled up to was a chain restaurant. It's not even saying the restaurant. It's, this, these kind of stories irritate me because I want to know, was it Chili's? Where, was it Applebee's? Where did he take you? Right. 
I want to know. By the way, I used to work at Chili's and I love Chili's. It's not a knock against Chili's. But she said, who takes someone who looks like me? This is where she went on. She, well, I mean, end of story right, right there. To a chain restaurant. Where did she want to go? Did she want to go to like Ruth a Chris high Ruth Chris is not good for you? That's a chain restaurant. Yeah. You know? Um, and the guy's like, well, I just kind of wanted to spend time with you somewhere and I thought it would be nice. And so she refused to get out of the car. Oh. She wouldn't get out of the car when they pulled up to the restaurant. Like, what would you do? I'm not a guy. Oh, so I know I what I would do. Oh, yeah. I would seriously do this. I, w- I would just I would just go inside and have dinner and leave her in the car. Really? Yeah. No, I wouldn't leave her in the car. But, like, you can hop out right now. I'll be inside enjoying dinner by myself. Enjoy your Uber ride. So, oh, okay. So what if she That's refuses? That's good. Yeah, I would do that. Well, she good. seems like the kind of gal that would be like, no, I'm how, not moving. How hot is she? It, she seems to think she's pretty hot. No, it uh, depends on how hot she really is. No, she's really banking too much on her cleavage. It needs to relax. So how do you get, how do you get her out of the car if she won't get out of the car? I just- probably fart in there, lock the windows. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get her out fast. That's not a bad idea at all. Wow, I'm was- not getting out. You sure? <laughs> you gonna want to now? <laughs> It'll definitely make her not want to date you again, which is the point, right? right. So that works. It's open. I don't go out on dates with guys who don't open the door for I me. I love this movie. Really? Really? Seriously? Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> Have you seen that? No. Is that, what's it called? How to Think Like a Man? Yeah, yeah. And it's hysterical because she's got this list of rules where I think it's 10 days or 15 dates that she won't sleep with a guy. And so she, she wants to be courted, right? Uh-huh. So he pulls up in the car and just like you heard, and she just stands there with her arms crossed and she's like, I'm not, I don't go on dates with guys that don't open doors for me. He's like, really? For real? And he speeds off. Seriously? <laughs> yes. Oh, man. It's good. All right. And finally, I don't know, you guys obviously didn't see it, but uh, there's this TV show called Prom Pact. It's on Disney. Oh, my gosh. I've watched every episode. I think it's just a movie. I don't oh. think it's a serious thing. Um, but because of the writer's strike, with some movies that have been made lately, they don't have extras for films. So they started filling in the background where they need people with AI. But you would oh, think there you have repeat people. It's not. It would that would be a good thing. That would make it better than what it actually is. And you would think with all the money that Disney has, they use AI characters and they look so creepy. They look robotic. They don't move. Their eyes stare straight forward. And in a couple of the scenes, like in the high school, I think it's a basketball game. You see like the kids in the stand, mm-hmm. but they're all AI kids and they all look like fembots. And everyone, <laughs> the only thing people could say, they're like, what the hell's wrong with everybody in the background? So it's like. I don't know if they're trying to save money, but I think they're going to start doing it more often than not. Coming to Disney Plus, all of your favorite classics updated using AI. You'll love the AI Little Mermaid. I want to be where the people are. I want to see, want to see them dancing, dancing, dancing. Plus, don't miss the AI Lion King. Hakuna Matata, what a wonderful phrase. I am Pumbaa, I am Warthog, Warthog, Pumbaa. And just wait until you see Beauty and the AI Beast. Oh, Beast, I think I'm falling in love with you. Yes. I am Beast, tale as old as time, true as it can be. I am Beast, I love you. Uh, okay, never mind. It's AI versions of all your favorite classics, only on Disney+. Plus. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. <laughs> Looks like they're everywhere you see. This is the dumbass of the week. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I got the biggest dumbass ass ever. Oh god, what happened? Dopey, 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 dumbass. Oh gosh. 
Valerie Doe. Duh. Val, we should put an H on the end of that. Valerie Duh. Okay. Oh, oh, she should not be admitted in any school in the United States after this one. What happened? Well, she always wanted to go to school, you know, college in Florida. She's 19 years old. She's from Vietnam, but she's Americanized. I made sure that. I was like, oh, maybe she doesn't understand. No, then I saw a video from her. She's totally American. You know what I mean? Okay. She understands English. She speaks it fluently, barely an accent. (sighs) Well-to-do family. So anyway, she wants to go to school in Florida. So she applied to school in Miami. She got accepted. She accepted. Up to this point, she thinks she's going to Miami, Florida for college. Good for her. She got a dream that came true. Right? You'd be all excited. She was very excited. And then she got some of the information on, you know, how she has to check in and onboard and all the orientation and all that. She discovered... Oh, no. Oh, no. She's not going to Florida. She's going to Miami, Ohio. Oh. I didn't even know there was a Miami in Ohio. Oh, yeah. Looks like they're everywhere you see. This is the dumbass of the week. Now, to save face, she said, oh, it worked out for the best. Is she yeah. going there and she's happy there? Is yeah, that she's right? going to go there. She has to now. Oh, okay. On a scale of one to chiseling ice off your car, how disappointed are you? <laughs> <laughs> God. All right, so we got a social dilemma here. This is just... Uh, on Facebook, Jeremy writes, Can I expense a Halloween costume? The company I'm working for does this big deal Halloween event every year. I guess it's a moral morale booster to blow off steam and all that. My supervisor's making it sound like a big deal and says people sometimes put in tons of effort and expense to make big shows and to win some prizes. I have better things to do with my money. Don't see the point, especially if I can't expense it all or write it off as a work expense. Anyone have any... Uh, any expertise on this? Did you write that email? It sounds very rickish. <laughs> no, I, I would. Halloween's my favorite sport. I would get totally into it. You wouldn't expense it. I no. think, I think you can try. I mean, and see what they I, say. If it's a work event and it's mandatory and you're required to be there and spend money to take part in it, you can attempt to try to write it off. Yeah, what are they going to say? No. There you go. Then you're back to square one. But know. if not, you get your whole costume paid for. Then you can pick something elaborate. Right. All right. Clown stink. Clown stink. Clown stink. Yeah, yeah. Clown stink. Clown stink. Clown stink. Yeah, yeah. Clown stink. Well, we told you about this clown last week in a Scottish town that was terrorizing people. Um, he is in the news again. Uh-uh. Now he put up a post on Facebook and Sky News picked it up saying, I dare the police to try to catch me. He's dressed as Stephen King's Pennywise, the dancing clown, wearing red hair, collar, ruffled leggings, and often holds the infamous red balloon as he parades around town and makes sure that he can sneak up on people with his red balloon and scare the living bejesus out of them. Well, that's what I was asking. Did he actually do anything, or is he just standing around? Because I don't think standing around is well, he'll illegal. Do, he'll do some activity. Act, uh, he'll be active in the uh like tries scaring. to scare people, okay. Yeah, he'll come up behind them and stuff. He also sits, you know, like in the back of a dark street waiting for people to approach oh. the dark street and then appear with his red balloon and all that. I feel like that's 
dangerous. I mean, what if somebody comes out with a shotgun? He's got a distorted voice box he uses, too, to sound really weird. That's cool. He's doing a lot of work on this. The outlet reported the clown uses a Facebook account under the name Cole Demos and allegedly threatened those around uh, the town he was, uh, you know, doing this in, 35 miles from his the capital, Edinburgh, and he challenged the police to try to arrest him. And what, what are they going to arrest him for? Yeah, lurking? I don't know. Oh, I mean, this is really... Scary. Yeah, it's no, it's so scary. spooky. So somebody I, took a video and he and he says, yeah. "Here's my message to the media." And he's Scottish, you can tell. Yeah. He's got an accent, but he's scary about it. Killer clown <laughs> stalks village. What is he gonna re- what, what? They're not gonna. What are they gonna charge him with? Clown oh, no. stink. Clown stink. Clown yeah. stink. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of stinking. Unauthorized and, horn use. Speaking of stinking, we had a problem here. Which airport was this? Panama City. Uh-oh. International Airport, 11 a.m. local time. Uh, Boeing 737-800 returned back to Panama City's Tokman, was it Tokman? International Airport around 11 a.m. when somebody uh, discovered a bomb, they thought, no. on the airplane. Officials ordered uh, Copa Airlines headed from Panama City to Tampa to turn back around and come back so we can check out the suspected bomb threat. The Boeing 737 landed safely. The 144 passengers aboard had to get off the plane so explosive teams could get on and search the aircraft for the alleged bomb. What? Yep. Uh, But when they located the device, it was nothing more than an adult diaper that was full. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Uh Everywhere. No. Oh, yeah. Welcome to America's favorite game show, Bomb or Diaper. All right, folks, welcome back to Bomb or Diaper, the game where contestants have to guess if it's a bomb or a diaper. Shelly, you have control of the board. Let's do this, Bob. All right, for $500, this thing is often worn by your grandmother to prevent leaks due to her inability to control her bladder. What is it? Uh, a bomb? Oh, no, I'm sorry. The correct answer is diaper, an adult diaper. But you can redeem yourself with this bonus question. This thing has a fuse, gunpowder, and a timer. What is it? What is a diaper? You don't have to answer in the form of a question. And no, I'm sorry. You lose. Oh, man. That's all the time we have for today. Join us next time for another round of... Bomb or Diaper! The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. That's a filthy habit. Stream it now. 1059sunnyfm.com Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. Sunny Update brought to you by Farrah and Farrah. And now, Rick's Headlines. Yes. The headlines the media didn't didn't tell you about last week. Top five. Okay. Uh, number five, Senator Rand Paul says there's a, enough overwhelming evidence to send Anthony Fauci to prison. Damn. Mask. Mask wearing. Right. Mask wearing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Mask. All right, headline number two, or actually number four. Footage of Iranian lawmakers chanting death to America is circulating after Biden sent them $6 billion to Iran. That never got shown on TV. Isn't that lovely? Isn't that something? This is great. Number three, Biden drains strategic oil reserves during midterms in order to lower gas prices. That, that story's coming up. They didn't tell you about that one. 
Uh, number two, Josh Kruger, liberal journalist, was shot and killed in his Philadelphia home last week by a 19-year-old man who he was raped by him. It's 15 years old is when it started. No, for the 15 years. What? For 15 years. Uh, since he was 15. Since he was 15. 15, 16, Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing, though. And number one, Zelensky. Nobody told you about this. This this guy. I'm telling you something. You know, I felt a little uncomfortable taking my stand a couple of weeks after the whole Ukraine thing started because it's contrary to just what everybody else, you know, because everybody else agrees with everybody. They're putting out their Ukraine flags and... Zelensky expressed fear right in the middle of what's going on in Israel. Expressed fear that attention would shift away from him and money would stop. Didn't we send him another two hundred million? Two hundred million, yeah. <laughs> On top of the hundred and thirty-two billion we've already sent them. Greedy, greedy. I don't know, man. Whatever. All right, moving right along. Let's. Uh, you know what? Before, what's the story I just told you? I'm going to tell you about. Let me do that right now. Yeah, let's do that right now. Fits. So, remember when the gas prices were starting to climb? Yeah. Biden got in office all of a sudden, and he, you know, of course, the big uh, narrative was, "Oh, this is because of the Ukraine war." Remember that that whole thing? It's Ukraine. Ukraine's the reason why the gas prices. You know, nobody knew that we're going to start a war in Ukraine and Russia, and that's why the gas. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't it, but that's okay. That's what most people bought because the media still has people that believe them. You know, I went to see a comedy show, uh, Jim Brewer, on Friday on Love Saturday him. night. Very funny guy. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was awesome. At the end of his show, he says this. He just stops everything and goes, stop watching the news. Whatever they say, it's the opposite that's true. He's not wrong. So, when Biden got in office, gas prices started to rise. We have this thing called the Strategic Oil Reserve. It has 732 million gallons of our, what is it, what do they call those things? Drums? Drums. Things. 732 of those of uh, petroleum in case of an emergency. That's why it's called the Petroleum Strategic Reserve in case there's a world war and all of a sudden those tanks, man, they don't get good mileage. There's no Prius Prius tanks. Yeah. But um, now we're down to only 17% of what we used to be. In other words, we used to have two years of oil. Now we have 17 days left. Why? Where'd it go? Because Biden had to lower those gas prices to get to get you know to get in your favor, so he kept tapping the strategic reserves. Um, it's an authorized capacity is 714 million barrels, and now we have that's enough for two years, and now we have enough for 17 days. Oh, and now great. here's what we're facing. It gets better. Think about what this is. What the strategic reserve was for in in the event that are oil from other countries because we were energy independent for four years during Trump. I know that gives you a heart attack if you're a Trump hater. You're like, you know, oh my God, he said that MAGA maggot. Yes, we were energy independent. We didn't need anybody's oil. We, we have enough oil right now if we tapped it, but we don't because the Biden administration won't let us. Remember, as soon as he got in office, he killed the Keystone Pipeline. Uh, we have enough oil right now to last us 100 years easily, but we're not doing it. We're actually, Biden's going over to the Saudi Arabia begging for oil. Remember that about six months ago? Yep. If Iran and the United States get into a war and Iran blocks the Straits of Hormuz, we miss 17% of our oil imports, which means gas prices could theoretically go up over $6 a gallon here in Florida, over $10 a gallon in California. 
If Biden uses the strategic oil reserve to keep that from happening, we'll have 17 days of gas that is not 6 to $10 a gallon. And then watch it. them go back on what they did with the XL pipeline and reinstate that whole thing. Just like the wall, when you find out that maybe your idea isn't good and right. we already had this going. We have used a year and about eight months of oil. We've used it all just to, for politics. For that's, that's what we've done. Isn't that something? So that people could go, look, the gas prices are down again. He's a great president. All right, uh, we'll keep it short on the Israel thing. I know you're pounded with this every day, but there's some things you do have to hear because, again, the media won't tell you about. Um, there's stuff, you know, this is such a serious thing right now and, and it directly affects us. I know it may not affect you right now, but it could affect us in the near future if things get really worse in this situation with Israel and Hamas. But uh, the ground offensive has not started from Israel as, we, as far as we can tell right now. But they're already on the defense, Israel, because I'm telling you this, Trump said this, and of course they bashed him for days. Hamas and the leaders of Hamas and the leaders of Hezbollah, they're not stupid people. They're hateful, evil, murdering terrorists, but they're not stupid, okay, which is a very dangerous combination. They knew the minute the civilians in Palestine and the Gaza Strip started dying because of Israel, they could turn this whole thing around and find more sympathy, like they don't get enough already in the United States from the commies we have living here. They would get more sympathy from people when civilians were, you know, uh, what do they call that? Collateral damage from the invasion by Israel. Well, they already have. That's exactly what's going on. That's what all these, these pro-Palestinian protests are. Oh, well, now more children are dying. Let's just stop. Now, the tanks have not entered the Gaza Strip yet, but yet the president of Israel has to defend this from reporters that are going, hey, you're killing civilians. Don't you think you should stop? You seem to hold the people of Gaza, the civilians of Gaza, responsible for not removing Hamas, and therefore, by implication, that makes them legitimate targets. No, I didn't say that. But I did not say that. I want to make it clear. I was asked something about separating civilians from Hamas. But with all due respect, with all due respect, if you have a missile in your damn kitchen and you want to shoot it at me, am I allowed to defend myself? Yes. No one That's is, the situation. No one is denying the These right missiles to are there. Phone. These missiles are launched. The button is pressed. Okay. The missile comes out from the kitchen onto my children. There you go. And there you go. There you go. And they know this. And, you know, this whole thing about this uh, ground offensive into uh, Gaza Strip, this reminds me of back in Iraq when it took us six months to actually go in and get Saddam Hussein when uh, George W. Uh, wanted to uh, finish what his dad wouldn't, you know? Uh, it's the same thing. You wait a, I know, I, here's what they're doing. Here's, here's the just mind-boggling thing about this. They're not going in for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, they don't want civilians hurt, right? right? Right. So they've given the civilians time to leave through the south end of the Gaza Strip. Those other countries, Egypt and then, don't want them in there. You know what? They don't want them in there. It's interesting because I think you can relate to this if you know a situation or our border. Uh, they don't want them in there because they don't know what's coming in. Mm. Is it a Palestinian that sides with Hamas, a terrorist? Or is it just a regular Palestinian that wants to live life and play with his kids? Don't know. So, yeah, so guess they're being cautious about who they let across their border. Imagine, Imagine that. Hmm. Crazy, right? That's one here. Idea. That's one thing. Another thing is, 
in the event that they let those people in, some people in because they're running for their lives, um, they also bring that influence into their culture Mm -hmm. more. They have enough problems already in the Middle East, and now they're going to bring more influence, you know, of the negative kind in there. They don't want that either. Imagine that country worried about, yeah, it's, it's odd. Anyway, the other thing they're worried about is Hamas and Hezbollah, not stupid. You know this took two years to plan. So didn't don't you think Hamas may have sat down in one of their meetings and said, okay, in the event that Israel has a ground game and they come in here with tanks, what are we going to do? Mm. They already planned for this. So what's awaiting them when they go in there with their tanks? I don't think they're going to be surprised. No. I don't think they didn't have a plan. So there's that. So those two reasons they haven't gone in yet. But now the president of Israel already has to defend himself before they even go in. Yeah. Even though they are dropping bombs and stuff. But they've told the Palestinians, 1.1 million of them in the northern part of Gaza Strip, to leave. Right. They gave them instructions. They said, what time? They said, this is where you go. And Hamas are telling the Palestinians, no, don't leave. As a matter of fact, they're taking the keys away from Palestinian residents to keep them from leaving. And we have people in this country protesting Israel. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, It's crazy. It's insane. Lindsey Graham was on Face the Depressed uh, this weekend, South Carolina Republican. He's talking about how he's going down there to see what he can do. Uh, Yeah, I will be going to Saudi Arabia and Israel in the coming days with a group of senators. The drive to peace and normalization between Saudi Arabia and Israel continues. There's a desire by both parties to move forward in this effort to normalize relationships. Uh, Israel uh, is talking about humanitarian aid. Uh, They're going to turn the water on in the south. They're urging the Egyptians to let people from uh, Gaza go into the Sinai. I just got a message from Cindy Bencain, the head of the World Food Program there in dire straits. So here's my message to our friends in Egypt. Open up. Allow Gaza residents to go into the Sinai, to the international community. We have to help. Uh, to our friends in Israel, you, you need the time and space to destroy Hamas. Uh, all Palestinians are not the same. If Hamas is destroyed, Israel is safer, and the pathway to peace between the Palestinians and the world gets wider. So I start this morning somewhat optimistic mm. that Iran's goal to destroy the peace process between Israel and Saudi Arabia will fail. We'll see what happens. Don't know. And while this is all going on, while this is all going on, and hopefully you know the truth about what's going on right now between Hamas and Israel, we have people in this country, like this guy. He's in Philadelphia. He's a construction uh, contractor. He's not a poor guy. He's not a downtrodden guy. He's not an oppressed guy. He's just a guy that got in the mix of protesting Israel. This is actually going on in our country. Ready? Here we go. I think that we should all... Give an applaud right now to Hamas for a job well done. When they woke up in the morning and they found and they found the field hands in the house with a knife ready to cut their throats. I was late to the news, but when I heard it, I smiled. I don't want to hear that bull 250. 250 innocent Israelis again. Again, I swear, I salute Hamas. A job well done. That's unbelievable that that's 
Is that unreal? That's happening. That's just that's just that's just one of like thousands of pieces of audio I could play you from protests. And we've given six billion to Iran. Biden came out and said none of that Iran isn't backing Hamas, and none of that money has got. Even though we've completely weaponized them, all those weapons are ours that we left. Oh yeah. So we gave them money. We gave them weapons. Yeah. And then we're going to sit here and go, oh, they don't have anything to do with it. And Black Lives Matter, by the way, still has uh, their profile. All the members of Black Lives Matter's profiles have the, the paragliders in them. The symbol of the paragliders that went in and killed 200 innocent Israelis at a music festival. They actually have that. And you know what? We should have been warned because uh, during the uh, big protests back in the West Coast and Wisconsin and, you know, L.A. and Seattle and Portland and all those places when Black Lives Matter was burning down buildings and shooting at cops and everything, Patrice Colliers, who was the founder of Black Lives Matter, her and another woman who claimed to be Marxists, uh, warned us about this. Palestine is our generation in South Africa. And if... If, if we don't step up uh, boldly and courageously to end the the imperialist project that's called Israel, um, we're doomed. <laughs> Patrice mm. Cullier, Black Lives Matter still. It started with Black Lives Matter in Chicago. They'd refuse, refuse to take down their support for Hamas. And the national chapter didn't condemn. No, they won't condemn Condemn them at all? No. Well, you know they're busy buying mansions with other people's money. Yeah. That's what's going on right now. All right, up in the villages, a former police chief in Illinois was caught shoplifting at a Walmart. (laughs) Wait, what? Christopher Rads was arrested and charged with larceny, petty theft from the incident that happened around 4.30 p.m. Thursday at the Walmart in Wedgwood Lane up in the Villages. 59-year-old man was spotted by a loss prevention officer at the store picking up several items from the display, putting them into a Walmart plastic bag, passing all the points of sale, leaving without paying for them. He's a former police chief in Illinois. Uh Uh-oh. Whoopsies. That's not a good look, is it? No, not really. Um, California, Gavin Newsom, your next president, <laughs> says that low-income Mexican students living near, okay, this is, this is very important what you get to hear this part, living near the U.S. border, not in the U.S., living n- near, near it, mm-hmm. can now cross over and attend certain community colleges during the day in California and pay only in-state tuition. But they don't live in state. Yeah. Isn't that kind of defeat the purpose of the in-state tuition part? When I came into Florida, I wanted to go to UCF. Uh, I had to wait a year. I had to pay one year of full tuition to get in-state tuition. I had to live here 12 months Mm -hmm. to pay in-state. A big difference. It was thousands compared to hundreds. Right. So now, just because... If you're in Mexico and you want to go to school in the U.S., you can do it with in-state tuition in California. You don't have to wait. Which brings me to my next point. I actually agree with something Arnold Schwarzenegger said. He was on with Rob Lowe. He has a podcast. Everybody's got, you got a, po- everybody's oh, got yeah. a podcast. Everybody's got a podcast. I got Cat a couple of my pockets. That's right. right. Former governor of California was talking to Rob Lowe, and Rob Lowe said uh, to him, hey, I always ask this question. Okay, let me ask you this, and I ask people this all the time. David Dreyer, good friend of Ours. Of ours, yeah. Yes, and a, a good man. Served for, for many, many, many years. He used to have the greatest, what makes me a Republican? And he had, I think, four or five things. I think it was, um, in no particular, strong military, low taxes, less government, more personal freedoms. There might have been one, 
a couple, but, but it makes sense to know strong law enforcement, strong law enforcement, and and then I'd like to know what the I always ask Democrats what it means to be a Democrat in that way, and I I think whatever anybody would say, the cities. What would, they, what would they what would they say? Ruin your cities. What's that? Ruin your cities. Ruin your cities. That's what the Democrats would say. Be about ruining the cities. We want to f- every city in America. That's what the, 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 it seems to be the theme right now. Why is that? I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Yes. I don't know Rob Lowe's political affiliation, but thanks for asking the question. Yes, that's right. <laughs> the ruin you cities. And finally, you bobbing for apples? You know, I, I, there's a Halloween farm near me. I want to go so I bad. I love those. I grew up going to stuff like that. Up in, yeah. When I grew up in New Jersey, you'd drive out and there'd be like a farm. And I remember there'd be a big scarecrow. And that's where you'd pick your pumpkin out. And there was apple cider. And you could go on a hayride. And, and you have the was, guy with the chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They have all that. And they have the hayrides. My favorite. Just sit there in the hay and smell that's one thing Smell I never <laughs> understood. At all of our school fairs, you had the, you know, all the different, what do you call them, little posts where you'd go play different games. And the bobbing for Apple one, I never could fully comprehend that because I thought, you can't really breathe. And I get the point of it because they bob and you get to get, stick your teeth into them and they're hard and it's really, you have to go all the way to the bottom almost. The strategy is you have to go all the way to the bottom and sink your submerge your whole face so that the bottom of the bucket is holding the other side of the apple. Oh. And then you could bite into it. Uh, so you really do have to get your whole head wet. And I used to think to myself, yeah, but then I'm going to, like, my hair's going to be wet the whole rest of the time I'm here. And I'd, everybody. Yeah, but you're not 17 anymore. No, this was when I was, like, seven or eight. Oh, really? You wouldn't yeah. get your hair wet for that? Well, it, was, it wasn't even, for me at that age, it wasn't even about my, it wasn't a girl thing about my hair. It was more. Cold? I, yeah, well, they. It was cold water, but it was yeah. like, I got to submerge my whole face in water? Yeah. I, just I mean, you could reach your hand in, but then you'd lose. I no, you'd lose, I feel the same yeah. way about caramel apples. I've never understood them. <laughs> I just you don't get it. Them. I'm not trying to break a tooth on a fruit That's a in. candy apple. I, yeah, yeah, caramel apple. Yeah, can, yeah. Same thing. I just, I don't, so, I've never understood the whole, I just don't get it. Well, the pandemic put a stop to bobbing for apples, but now it's back in most venues that feature Halloween fun, like hay rides and bobbing for apples and all that stuff. Well, think about it. Do they swap out the apples after each turn? No. So now you've had all these mouths oh. and all these apples with bite marks in them. Yeah. There's there's other places that have uh, started new stuff, like hanging apples where you have to chase them around with your mouth and try oh. to bite one. It's like I've the donut that. thing. Yeah, I've... the donut on a, on a string. Yeah. Yeah, there's a more hygienic, fun way to bob for apples that some people have come up with. You fill the little cups with water and you put the apple it's just ridiculous I mean you might as well and then there's grabbing for apples kids need to use their jaws to grab apples there's symbolic apple toss what the hell that, is that that's stupid it's, it's symbolic a water, it's a water balloon yeah you, oh. you symbolize an apple toss with the tossing yeah <laughs> there's nothing nothing's gonna replace the actual genuine bobbing for apples yes. sorry hello I and bobbing for apples. I'd like to sincerely apologize for being the most horrific thing to happen at a Halloween party. Voluntarily waterboard yourself in a basin full of other people's saliva? That's less sanitary than using toilet paper somebody TP'd your house with. Unless you have buck teeth, chances are you won't catch an apple, just influenza. An apple a day will only keep the doctor away if you didn't bob for it. 
In fact, you'll probably end up seeing the doctor when you get pink eye. Perhaps do something better with the apples, like cover them in caramel instead of floating them in a bucket of bodily fluids. Ugh. Apologetically yours, bobbing for apples. The Sunny Update. Are we ready to get crazy? Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Yeah, I'm uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Don't forget, if you missed the show today, uh, you could check out our podcast and subscribe to it daily. If you click subscribe, it actually just downloads for you on a daily basis. It's the entire show uh, from start to finish. So if you miss it today, or if there's something that you heard that you love and you want to tell your friends, a lot of the times I'll get messages. Someone going, oh, that thing that you had, I need that link, or that story you talked about, or the thing you played, I want it. It's up. Uh, it's called the Rick Stacy Show. Morning show. Yeah, and if you missed us telling you this right now, then go to the podcast. Yeah, so the, it's, it's then, then you'd, easy. you'd hear us telling you to go to the podcast. Right, so it's on the Odyssey app. You can download it. It's free, by the way. Odyssey app, you can download it, or you can get it on Amazon, Audible, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. And it's the whole show except for the Bon Jovi songs, which I omit. <laughs> Smoke has a thing <laughs> against Bon Jovi. I'm not sure why. John Bovi? Yeah. Well, I've just been inundated with You're him over too it. much. Yeah. Okay, so I figured out. I got to the bottom of a lot of, lot of things this weekend. Detective Jill on the case. Your hamper. One of them was, except that. I feel like I'll never be done with that. One of the thing was, why did Jada Pinkett Smith, who I don't like, by the way, I don't think any, are we in agreement, the three of us oh, here? No. Nobody likes no. it, right? Uh-uh, okay. No. Um, it's okay with you if you do. I'm not going to judge you. I'm just expressing how I. No, it's not okay. My dislike You'll have to leave the room. And I thought, she just came out last week, remember, saying that her and Will had been separated for seven years. And I thought, not once in the past seven years did you think about mentioning it, but why now? And then I realized, oh, she has a memoir coming out. Um, and for somebody that has a show called Red Table Talk and, and prides themselves on being real and honest, you're not very honest when you're, you know, you're pretending honest, you'll share things that you think are okay, and then it's like, so I just didn't understand why all that came out. So I watched a little bit of the interview. We only had clips of it last week because it was pre-interview. Like, the interview had happened, but they hadn't aired it yet. She's sitting there, and she's talking. I think it was Hoda Copy she's talking to. Who? Hoda. Ugh. I know you love her. Ugh. And she says, the whole Will Smith slap thing at the Oscars with Chris Rock, she said, that was so weird to me. And meanwhile, this guy gets up and defends you, and, and everyone over here is thinking, Will's doing it because Jada would get mad at him if he didn't defend her. She was like, the whole thing was weird to me. I don't know why he did it. She said... And the fact that he yelled, keep my wife's name out of your mouth. She was like, we hadn't been living together for years and we had not called each other husband and wife or lived as husband and wife in for years. So she was like, the fact that the phrase, keep my yeah, wife's yeah. name out of your mouth, she was like, that was strange to me. What do you think? Yeah, he probably should have just sat there and pointed and laughed at her like we all did. I think so too. Well, you saw her face when he did it. Oh yeah, no, she was visibly upset. But, I, see, I don't feel like she was. I feel like she had a smug look on her face. Yeah. Like, ha ha, take no, that. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't buy it. I didn't feel like she was upset at it at all. No, she probably caused, she caused it with her, like, nudge it in the mm-hmm. rib yeah. cage. You go up there and you... So then he said, I guess Will Smith finally came out. Part of me thinks they're in cahoots with this together. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, that I think, could be. You never know with these people. Because, you know, she comes out with this new memoir called Worthy. His <sighs> first time speaking out about her spilling the beans about them not being together. He says, welcome to the author's club. I love you endlessly. Who said that? Will Smith! There's something wrong with him. He's really insecure. I'm surprised because he doesn't seem like that kind of guy. 
God, I'd love to have an interview show with these celebrities. It wouldn't last two yeah, seconds. They we, would never come on. Will Smith needs, just needs a little bit more confidence. I don't think he realizes, like, you're the fresh prince. She's the bald lady from the worst Matrix movie. Like, that... <laughs> How, how is that even a comparison? He's going to slap you, man. Tell well, her to I, shove off. I think the thing that got everybody after that slap was, don't put that away. I have a number on there you need to hit. What are you doing? Uh, Pay what? attention. Okay. Um, it's like herding cats. Um, the thing that she loves to emasculate him, right? So she loves to uh, make him look a fool. Like she's this big, strong female, and I come, a, I come from a long line of strong females. Look at my mom, how strong she is, and look at my daughter, how strong she is. And Will's like poo pooed, like he's the weak one. I'll make you cry on Red Table Talk. And some people are not having it out. Do you know who Steven Smith is? Yeah, he's a uh, sports, used to be on Will's ESPN, brother. right? Right. So oh. he's um, he's got a podcast, and he goes, off on Jada. You want to mess with some dude that's your son's friend, as trifling as that may seem in people's eyes, that's your damn business. You want to break up with your husband and all of this stuff, that's your business. But this public emasculation needs to stop. Jada, all you're doing is elevating the level of vitriol coming your way because it don't matter what you say. There's nothing, there's nothing you can say to a man to justify what you have done to Will Smith. Every time I see Jada's Pinkett Smith talk about Will Smith, I cringe. Mm. Tell me anywhere, biblically, scripture-wise, in any scripture, where it encourages you to publicize your personal business for profit when it negatively affects your spouse. Oh no, that's male mass toxicity of masculinity. He's right. I never understood that. Especially, a lot of women do that, though. I was gonna say, especially my ex-wife was like that. In like a group of friends, if uh, if you're sitting there and the, and the the husband doesn't necessarily always have to be there, but if you're with the, I don't know where it became popular and okay to cut down. But you look like an your, ass. Your other half, the person that you're supposed, yeah. you know, what I'm saying like what. What does it do for you to make them look like garbage in front of your friend? Why did what I would never ever, even if I didn't agree with something that he was saying and we're having a conversation in front of like a group of people, I'm never going to undermine or try to insult or embarrass my husband, who's my partner, in front of a group of people. No, women do that. Yeah, there's some women that do that. I don't get that. I don't know. It's crazy. And funny is because. 99% 99% of the time, they look stupid doing it. Yeah. yeah. And they think it makes them look powerful, and like I doesn't. have power over my husband, but it yeah. doesn't. It makes you look ugly. And then everyone looks at your husband and goes, why are you married to her? Exactly. Um, I don't know. Oh, big boobies, I don't know. I didn't get a chance to show you guys this video, but this is unbelievable. This is a skydiving instructor, saves the life of one of his students that's, you know, I guess trying to get certified, and uh, jumping out of a plane, and I... I from what I can gather from this video, I'll try to explain it to you. She jumps out. Who, who jumps out? The girl. It was a student. The student. And so she's having trouble. She's free falling. And I guess she's having trouble reaching back because of the pressure of the wind holding her arms up to grab her chute. So he dives down after her, free falls down after her, gets close enough to her to kind of uh, steady her and grabs onto her harness. I, he originally tries to grab onto her hand and then it slips out. So then he has to go back down and keep free falling now to get to her. Grabs onto her, her harness and uh, steady her a little bit to be able to pull the ripcord to pull her chute. Had he not done that or realized she was having trouble, splat, she goes. So he caught up with her? You could do without that. Without knocking her out? And then, uh, wow. It's like how people, it, it mesmerizes me. I've never skydived. I don't, I don't 
think I ever will. It scares me too bad. But Is it Sky Dove? I said Sky Divin. Just go anyway. Go ahead. You know how when people they jump out of the plane all at different times and then they wind up meeting up in the air in a circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they can like it's almost like you can yeah, but make your way over yeah. to them. Yeah. That blows my mind. It's Why? Like, uh, synchronized swimming. Yeah, but you're in the air and you're all actively falling to earth. But yeah, you're so high up. And once you're at velocity, you're kind of just like floating. I mean, I never done it, but I, that's what I'm ex- been explained that you're kind of like you're almost like standing still except for the wind. <sighs> yeah, it's crazy, right? No, I'm not going to do it. Uh, and finally, ah. I get a I don't care if you chicken balk me. I'm fine with that. No, I'm balking myself. Um, finally, I get a text from Rick last night. Uh, hey, are the Phillies going to the World Series? We suck. And I said, no, not yet. And you said they won their division on Thursday. No. I said, well, no, it's the League Championship Series. Uh, they're playing Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah, I have winner that attention. Goes to the World Series. And you said, well, why haven't we been talking? I love that the girl gets yelled at for not doing the sports. Why didn't you do the baseball? Well, because you do all the sports. I do do, I do most of the sports. Baseball is not my most knowledgeable sport. Thank God my husband's obsessed with baseball, so I know a little bit about it. I love baseball. I stopped watching, I stopped watching most sports after 2020. Yeah, so um, in case you're interested in the uh, Major League Baseball League Championships, which the winner of each of these is going to go to the World Series, Texas Rangers uh, play are currently playing the Houston Astros, which lost last night. They have another game today at 4.30. Um, and then the Diamondbacks are going to play the Phillies. If you're, Are you a Phillies fan? Is that no, I was a Braves fan for a long time. Okay. And then the Braves lost to the Phillies, which, uh, you know, I expect a lot of people were rooting for the, for the Braves, though. But it's been a while for the Braves. So they, yeah, the Phillies won, which is yeah, not so good because out. you know every time the Phillies go to the World Series when they win, some weird catastrophic the, thing happens financially, to the, right? To the economy, yeah, the economy goes south as soon as the Phillies win the World Series. It's crazy. So we'll see. They're going to play at eight o'clock tonight. It's uh, Arizona and Philadelphia. So, um, and then football. Uh, the Bills had a horrible injury last night. I forget the guy's name. I, think I it's saw Damian that. Harris. It was silent in the stadium when that happened. And then, of course, they go over to Demar Hamlin on his team. Demar Hamlin's the one that had the, and they're they're showing him, and he's sitting down. And he's like, "Oh God, not another one." But this was a neck injury. Did right. get carted off the field. Rumor has it that he's going to be okay. So we'll see. Um, the Bills were playing the Giants last night, so of course they won, not by as much as I thought they were going to. Um, the Bucks lost, unfortunately, by a lot to the Detroit Lions. Jaguars won. They're doing great. Miami Dolphins are actually doing great. They beat the Panthers last night, 42-21. Um, and then tonight is the Chargers uh, playing the Cowboys at 8-15. But what a lot of people, it's funny, because I was coming home from, uh, we had a little staycation this weekend, and I was coming home and I was passing some of the bars in my neighborhood, and they're packed. Oh, yeah. People just pounding beers and shots and everything. They don't and stop. And I'm like, dude, it's noon. And how f- the games go on to pass, you know, I think the last game last night was on, on at 8.30. And I'm thinking, are you drinking from noon to 10? And if so, how are you going to be at work tomorrow? No, I know. It's got to hurt a little bit. It does. I haven't done that in years. Right? Well, it's Monday morning and you're feeling bad. You can't believe all those beers you had. You started at noon and passed out at 10. And you swear you'll never do that again. Your head is pounding. Your stomach ain't right. You better find some shades because the sun is too bright. I've been drinking. You got a headache. I mean, a headache. Yeah, you're hurting after football. A colossal hangover. You're waking up for work and you can't believe you're not sober. Here comes the pain, the shakes, the sweats, and the squirts. Because now it's Monday morning and you're feeling like dirt. (laughs) 
So this guy on Sunday called the cops in New York. He lives in East Hampton. Called the cops, said he's concerned his girlfriend's missing. He, she goes, it doesn't, she doesn't answer the phone. Oh, no. Cops were able to ping her phone, and there she was in the movie, watching a movie. Coming out of the movie, she called him and said, hey, what's wrong? Well, uh, your boyfriend says that you're missing. Oh, I just turned the phone off so I won't bother people with texts and phone messages and calls. But he couldn't track her, so she must have been missing. She's missing. Been abducted. Um, Jeff Bezos. This is really weird. That's why it's in this segment. Okay, thank you. Um, many people are scratching their heads over a peculiar request, a petition that's going around urging billionaire of Amazon, Jeff Bezos, to purchase and eat the Mona Lisa. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> why? They want her to buy them, him to buy the Mona Lisa, the iconic masterpiece, and eat it. Are people sick of looking at it? I don't know. No, I think they just think because he's rich enough to afford to do it. Oh, take it and then and then do something as little as like get rid of it. Just eat it because you can. The iconic masterpiece painted by Leonardo da Vinci in the early 1500s has withstood the test of time over the centuries. It's been stolen, duplicated, even attacked with ketchup and teacups. Oh, no. But no one has ever eaten it. And that's huh. why they this, this group wants to have it eaten. By Jeff. Hmm. I'd like to see that. Well, Tele- uh, televised. What would poor Da Vinci say? I don't know. Eat your own painting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is this is it. I mean, this is it. This is where we have to get off the bus. Uh-oh. A funeral home worker in Nebraska whose job it is to transport the body from wherever the scene is. Um well, Ryan, 40, Ryan Smith is 41 years old. He was sent on a house call to Omaha last week to collect an individual who passed away there in the house. Police say Smith called the property manager and claimed the local sheriff had asked him to collect not only the body, but the sex doll as evidence. Oh. Oh. However, the building manager denied Smith's request to grab the doll and later return to the apartment when he heard strange noises coming from the unit. Oh. After Smith left the apartment, the property manager called the cops, who later busted Smith on a felony burglary charge. Smith has since been fired. He got intimate with the doll in the apartment that he found. No! Yeah. Well, no, what do you, don't, least, don't even try to stick up well, for the no, guy. At I least, can hear it in your voice already. At least it was the doll, not, not the other thing he had to bring home. <laughs> you imagine, like, well, he's not going to be needing this, I guess, so. Just dumb. Those things are, are, and I wonder if it was a full version or just the torso. I'd never pay for one myself, but if it was there, I just figured, I mean, come on, officer. (laughs) Wow. I don't get it. Surely you guys are curious. Now, what, what, what is that? Is that an over... Is that too much t- testosterone? Is it... What, what, are you just sick? Like what, you have what, no what, self-control whatsoever? What, what is I it? What, what do you... I mean, really? I work at a funeral home. Yeah, that's true. Three-year-old girl in North Carolina has a strange uh, desire as a bedtime story. Megan Medant, uh, an au pair in Charlotte, shared a hilarious video on TikTok. Got three million views, by the way. Whoa. I'm going to watch it. Okay. Most kids like to have story time, you know, like Over the Moon or uh, mm-hmm. what was some books you good, read? It's Good Night Moon. Yeah. It's good Night a, Moon. Uh, we had a lot of them. I yeah. Mean, any of those golden books or yeah. anything like that. Uh, you know, uh, the Gulag Archipelago, you know, that kind of thing. That's a great one yeah. for the kids. Yeah. It takes, a, if your kid takes a while to go to sleep. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, this three-year-old asked 
the uh, au pair to, well, I guess she noticed that it was on the coffee table. They just got a new coffee maker. The coffee maker manual, the instruction booklet for the coffee maker. Puts him right to bed. Every day when we're getting ready for nap time, I let her grab two books from the bookshelf in her room for me to read to her. However, on this specific day, she clearly somehow remembered the iced coffee instruction manual. She must have spotted it lying in the kitchen. And uh, she's a very intelligent child, very creative, very funny, and she decided that's the book she wants me to read, the instruction manual to the coffee maker. Is it because the coffee manual is so good, or she just hates her other books that bad? Wow, I don't know. You have to ask her. My daughter loves bedtime stories, more specifically bedtime stories that are instruction manuals. Well, you're in luck. At Barnes & Manuals, we have a huge array of instruction manuals that your child will love. Daddy, will you read me a bedtime story? Of course. Tonight's story is Using an Air Fryer. Chapter 1. Using the Air Fryer for the First Time. Your air fryer is shipped with the frying basket locked into the drawer inside the air fryer body. Firmly grasp the frying basket handle to open the frying basket drawer. (laughs) Then remove the drawer from the machine and place it on a flat, clean work area. I love this story. Me too, sweetie. Me too. Barnes and Manuals. Just one more story, please. (laughs) Okay. How to operate your Dyson vacuum cleaner. (laughs) By Dyson. Chapter 1. Stop by today. Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Sunny FM. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. And the Sunny Update is brought to you by Farah and Farah. Okay, laser focused. We're doing everything we can. We're in there. We're working it. Yeah, right. That's what they want you to believe. Mm. Yeah, John Kirby was all these... Three pencil necks. Did I get their names? It was Jake Sullivan's one. He's the biggest pencil neck. Or should I say the thinnest pencil neck. God, what a just Ivy League, brittle, non-man, effeminate, pale. I'm having fun watching you do this, by the Weasel, way. coward, yellow belly, spineless Jake Sullivan. You can say douche. <laughs> I want to say the filator. Like for John Kirby. Now oh. he's a douche. He's it's, the worst. He's got douche face written all over him. And then who's the third? Blinken? Anthony Blinken is the Secretary of State. He's, uh, he's got that. We've got Jake Sullivan. What's the third one? Jake Sullivan and... Wait, who's on first? Kirby. Kirby. John Kirby. Yeah. Those three stooges. I think they share the same suit. I think they go backstage. Here, man, Maybe. you can have it now. And they put it on because they're all the same people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They are. A bunch of clowns. James Rosen is with Newsmax. I think he used to be with, uh, I don't remember. So, a good reporter. But he's on uh, talking about, talking to John Kirby about, hey, you know, if this had been any other situation, we would have tried to get our hostages back. Our American hostages. What do you want to be, Jimmy Carter all over again? 27 Americans killed is a very large number. That is larger than the number of Americans who were killed by terrorists during our withdrawal from Afghanistan, larger than the number of Americans killed at the USS Cole, larger than the number of Americans killed at Benghazi or beheaded by ISIS. And I believe it's accurate to say that after all of those events, direct U.S. military action was ordered by the Commander-in-Chief. 27 Americans killed. Why is it the posture of the Biden administration to just let Israel handle this job, in essence, um, instead of U.S. forces going in and getting the guys that killed our people? We, we will do, as Jake said, everything we can to get 
uh, those American hostages home with their families. <laughs> we recognize that they are not the only people being held hostage. Other nationalities are included in that group. We don't have enough information right now to make a policy decision about how to do it. So I can appreciate the sense of urgency in your question. Believe me, we share it. But we aren't going to act one way or another until we have enough information to act upon. You're the mother or father of one of the hostages. How do you feel about what he just said? Uh, I'm upset. I'm insulted. Did you hear that? Uh, well, you know, it's not just us. There's other. Who cares? Aren't we supposed to be about us? Aren't we supposed mm -hmm. to defend ourselves? Yep. We're supposed to look out for the people. What are you doing about it, Mr. President? But I tell you what, I don't know about you, yeah. but I'm going to go to bed. Yeah. What is going on? So he asked a second question. Has there been any discussion uh, amongst President Biden and his aides about how to avoid the fate of Jimmy Carter in this situation, where we actually saw the President of the United States and his administration become, in effect, hostages themselves to a foreign terrorist organization. It takes John a second to address this. Yeah, John goes on and on and on about it. We're laser, here I wrote it down. We're laser focused, doing our best, highly involved, talking to our partners, ordering pizza. This is what these people to say what? all the time. And then if, if it's the White House spokes uh, box checker, Pe Pepe Le Pew, mm -hmm. she's like, well, I don't know if I can, I have to refer you to the department of somebody that knows better than I do. Yeah. Well, isn't, I don't get her. It's infuriating. Mm. This has got to stop. Now, there's other people that are doing things. Some people have motivation. Some people don't. Some people are doing it just because they want to get our Americans back. Uh, that's what's his name. Why do I forget his name? Corey Mills. That's right. Corey Mills is doing it on his own. Yeah. He's going there. He's flying. He's over there right now. He was getting people out of Afghanistan, too, right? Yep. On his own dime. Over there right now, Senator Corey Mills is over there trying to get Americans back. He's good people. Now, Ron DeSantis is doing the same thing. Yeah, I know. He's running for office. I get it. However, you know what? The results are the same. DeSantis got 260 Americans stuck in Israel back home. You got that audio? We're here at Tampa Airport. We are having our first flight of people being rescued from Israel. It has landed. Over 260 people that wanted to get back to the United States and couldn't do it. Uh, there was a devoid of leadership, so we stepped up and led. Uh, we're happy to be able to deliver this. So we're getting ready to welcome them back to the United States of America. That's great. I know. He's running for office. Yeah, I get it. But, but do you think he would still do it even if he wasn't running for president and he was our governor? I think, I he, think he would. Same. You're just a DeSantis bootlicker. You love to lick the boots. Don't yeah. You? Well, they're covered in caramel. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> Well, we know there's a lot of hate and, and a lot of... It's, it's incredible because the hate is coming from people who have bumper stickers on their Priuses that says, stop the hate. Mm. These are the people. It just I want you to just imagine that if when George Floyd went down or, or pick any of those events, you know, where, where, where it was, a, a, you know, a, a black victim and all of a sudden downtown Orlando, like happened this weekend, mm -hmm. there's a parade with Confederate flags and Nazi symbols, swastikas or whatever they're called. Uh, I can never say that right. And they're marching while other people are marching like Black Lives Matter. Imagine that, what would have happened if that happened. There would have been, a, first of all, it would have been a riot downtown, mm -hmm. but the news media would have been like, can you believe the audacity of these people that with, their, with the racists that are down there? Nothing like that in Orlando, nothing. These t TV stations here are reporting, oh, there was some, you know, opposing viewpoints downtown to people who like cutting 
babies' heads off and then they shoot grandmothers in the face. They're there. And then on the other side is the people are for Israel. It was a quite... And the weather was nice. Mm. That's I'm not exaggerating. Am I, Jill, too much except for the weather part? No, you're... I mean, but then again, I feel like everyone's so desensitized because, you know, you cut babies' heads off in another country and it's called terrorism. But, you know, when you mm. kill babies over here, it's called women's rights. So what do you expect? Ooh. Oh, oh, Ouch. Oh, 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 oh okay. I better do the rest of the standing up just in case we have to run. Uh, student groups at California State University Long Beach are facing backlash for a sickening pro-Palestinian rally poster featuring a paraglider after Hamas terrorists used the aircraft to launch their deadly invasion in Israel when they shot and killed 200 uh, young adults at a music festival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. La Fuerza Student Association shared a poster for the Day of Resistance protest for Palestine. And the event was on the campus. Could you imagine a college campus in our country holding a pro-police rally mm. uh, when when George Floyd got killed? On oh, a, they'd be kicked out a, of school. On a camp, Kicked out of school, arrested. Fired from their jobs. Oh, my God. No, nothing like that. Let me read you the schools that allow this to happen. So I'm talking to the parents now who want to pay for their kids' education at these schools. Arizona State University, University of Arizona, Butler University, University of Louisville, University of Binghamton. Where's that? Binghamton. Binghamton. Binghamton? Binghamton. 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 And University of Virginia. These are the schools that will allow pro-terrorist rallies on their campus. Now, other schools like Colorado State are okay with the rallies as long as they don't happen on campus grounds. Right. I I keep saying it in my head because I can't reconcile it. If this were the George Floyd moment and there was rallies, you know, pro-cop against George Floyd. Oh, people would be flipping tables. Things would be set on fire. Absolutely. They were anyway, but I'm saying that didn't even happen. Joe Biden still gets out there, considering what's going on now, still gets out there and says the number one problem challenge facing America is white supremacy. Really? Did you hear yesterday we arrested two, two known terrorists, terrorist watch list, a Lebanese man and an Egyptian at the border? Oh. That's only two. That you know of. Yeah. What do you think they're coming here for? You think they're coming for the free phone? That's the thing that I think should scare people more than anything is that this is... Am I the only one that feels like this is a Trojan horse situation with everyone coming over the border and they're like, oh, they're seeking refuge. I'm like, really? Because I don't see any women or children. I see all military age men and they're not from Mexico. They're from the Middle East. Yeah. And from China. Yep. All right. Here's a story that we thought, uh, you know, was going to be over. But Senator Bob Menendez of New Jersey, if you don't know this, he was indicted a long time ago, beat the charges for bribery, all that stuff. This is our gold bar guy. Yep. Then again, uh, just last week, he was also indicted again for corruption, allegedly had uh, cash stuffed in coats, gold bars at his house. Mr. Handsome on ABC News, this was about a week ago. New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez indicted tonight, accused of taking a fortune in bribes to wield influence at home and abroad. Tonight, facing new calls to resign amid these new and stunning images of gold bars and wads of cash allegedly found in his home. The senator was named in the federal indictment 
indictment along with his wife and three associates. Agents searching the Menendez home saying they found $480,000 in cash, some of that cash hidden in a jacket embroidered with the senator's name. More than $100,000 in gold bars and a Mercedes convertible, they say as well. And what kills me is the Mercedes convertible. We didn't find out for a week after mm-hmm. the indictment. The Mercedes convertible, the reason they got that is because Menendez's wife uh, hit somebody and killed him. She wasn't she wasn't tested for alcohol at the scene. She was let go. She killed somebody. How guy, is she not t- if that were me or you, I mean the first <laughs> thing they would do is see if we'd been drinking. Yeah. So there's no there's no idea at all because they didn't blood test her, nothing, no breathalyzer, nothing. She hit and killed a pedestrian. Now, granted the pedestrian was crossing in the middle of the middle, in the middle of the block. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, and the Mercedes was uh was dented, was I don't know if it was total. It was so this guy who's involved in the uh, group that Menendez was actually getting favors for here in the US, mm-hmm. his agriculture buddies from Egypt, uh bought her a new Mercedes. <laughs> oh you can't make this up. No, you can't. Now, as far as the money goes, Bob says... For 30 years, I have withdrawn thousands of dollars in cash from my personal savings account, which I have kept for emergencies and because of the history of my family facing confiscation in Cuba. But when all the facts are presented, not only will I be exonerated... But I still will be the New Jersey's senior senator. Okay, so, okay, so he's running for office again. <laughs> How could so you even? He, well, who's going to vote for this guy? Some they will. I'm telling you, they will. And then, and just like people are going to vote for Gavin Newsom. And um, by the way, the reason I'm doing the story is because he got indicted again. Uh, again? Yeah. Now they're charging him. Senator Bob Menendez charged with conspiracy to act as a foreign agent. But they won't well, talk about that because they're too busy talking about Trump indictments. Oh, no, this is a, yeah, this, uh, not only Trump indictments, the thing in Israel is taking the heat off all these people. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the killer. Ready? Um, he is charged with conspiracy to act as a foreign agent. Do you remember when Bob Menendez himself said that Trump was a Russian agent? Interesting. Isn't it? Pepe was asked about this. Has the president been brought up to speed on this? If he has no comment today, can we see comment on whether he has any concerns that someone with that kind of a position may have been accused of it and whether he should be running for re-election? So we have always said it is a serious matter, right? We've always said that. uh, And uh, we'll continue to treat that as a serious matter. I just don't have anything else to share beyond any statements from the president. I just don't have anything outside of that. But of course, of course, we see this as a serious matter. She sees this as serious. The president is laser focused on the serious matter. He's focused there, and you could see him focusing on there with a with a focus, and he's he's focused. Is it serious enough for you to do something, or no? Uh, but I tell you what, I don't know about you, what? but I'm going to go to bed. Oh, I see. Okay. Night night. Very fun. Laser, and oh, and don't forget, he's working with our partners. <laughs> Are they laser focused? It sounds like you're running a Sears. Right. I mean, it's like we're working with our partners. Good. <laughs> Hey, the U.S. Army warehouses are packed with weapons. Weapons soldiers no longer need. What? But if Give they should, me. but if they should need them, guess what? They can't get them. No, they don't know where they are. What? What do you mean you don't know? Uh, yeah, they don't know where they are. No, and they also don't know what condition they're in. Just the Taliban or no? Amid. <laughs> Amid increased demand for U.S. allies and partners that need weapons, Army leaders are pushing for an updated database of where the weapons are stored and who's got them. Great. 
That's great. You have one job. You have one job. Run the army. Know where the guns are. They want to take our guns away. Meanwhile, they don't know where their guns are. Mm -hmm. How are you going to do that? This is a quote. Ready? Army official. Sometimes we don't really know where all our excess equipment is. Army Undersecretary Gabe Camarillo. Well, as somebody that pays for it, you better find it, idiot. (laughs) We're getting rid of excess equipment starting now when we find it. Where's the accountability? Huh? (laughs) Nobody gets fired. Where's the accountability? Nobody gets fired. Nobody. Who can take your money? Who can take your money? With a twinkle in their eye. A twinkle in their eye. Take it all away and give it to some other guy. The government. The government. The government can. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly it. Uh, No one said that. Who said that? The the guy from the Army. All right, here's this acute story. Uh, The UAW president, Sean Fain. He's the United Auto Workers president. Union. They're on strike. You know, they don't get paid enough. Uh, It's terrible. He wants a 40% raise. Don't we all? Did a little speech over the weekend with a T-shirt that said, Eat the Rich. Oh, got up there and passionately denounced auto executives for looking down on the working class of auto workers. That's right. They look as just peasants here scraping for a few dollars while the billionaire class lives in their yachts and their expensive Hampton homes. Those are the people that need to give up a few bucks. (laughs) They think we're dumb, just dumb auto workers covered in grease all the time. They don't get it. Hey, this guy's a commie! Well, guess what happened? What happened? Somebody took it upon themselves to look up his finances. Oh, let me oh, guess. No. How rich is he? Well, let's just say this. What do you think his salary is? It was released on Friday at 3 p.m. Hmm. $600,000. Close. 347389 before bonuses. Damn. Placing him in the top five earners across the country. Okay. Yeah, that's funny. We'll <laughs> pretend there. <laughs> I care. At least I'll pretend like I do. Do you ever get the feeling that maybe aliens are coming down here for one reason and one reason only? To see how stupid we are? Well, that. But also to get footage for their sitcoms. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they come down here, they, you know, and we, in another planet, if we ever end up at another planet, you might actually be invited to an alien home and watch yourself gotcha. on their sitcoms with the little transition music like in Seinfeld. It's their version of West Wing. No, not even West Wing. Seinfeld. Yeah, they don't even need to really, really need to send camera crews anymore. They just have to get TikTok and then. Oh gosh, that's, that's so true. true. We're doing their work for them. <laughs> Popular pastor in Texas has been ordered to pay two point two hundred. What is it? Oh, two point four five million to a woman after a jury decided he'd given her a sexual transmitted disease. Oh my oh, gosh! No. And he's like a mega pastor too, right? That's right. The Reverend Dr. Ralph D. West II was found liable after a three-day trial and nearly seven hours of deliberation. I'm the Reverend Dr. Ralph D. They like to call me D. You know why? Okay. Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, Sean Murphy said the Reverend had lied about whether he had the disease, uh, but that's uh, that she'd been able to identify West as the source of the outbreak. She's the uh, Sean Murphy is the pastor. I'm um, is the woman. Um, so which one is Sean? Wow. Oh, and I'm sorry, that's her lawyer, Sean Murphy. What's the woman's name? Oh, she, I think her name's being withheld. Who's the pastor? The Reverend Dr. Ralph D. West. I like the way you say doctor. Because it doctor. points to the West. It always <laughs> yeah. points to the West. It sounds Ew. like it's pointing to jail. 
to the Peroni Disease Church Without Walls. Mm. Herpes from the pastor. Hussy. Chapter 7, Section 3. Thou shalt not transmit STDs to thou's congregation. <laughs> Finally, Halloween is very near, and uh, yeah. we there's just this, uh, I mean... <laughs> What is this? What what's going? This is part of. The, you told me something this morning we didn't do on the air oh, about what? how men will not have any testosterone by what year? Oh, so it was really creepy. This lady said, "Google uh, the sperm count, twenty forty five. Like when we get to the year twenty forty five, and if you Google it, Google says sperm count is expected to be at zero by the year twenty forty five. What does that mean? <sighs> Sterilizing everybody. But what? What? what should we well, put well, some on ice or what, well, what's happening? Testosterone across the country in men 18 to 24, the prime years for mm-hmm. procreating is down like, I think it's like 45%. What? what, what? Significant. Because, well, I mean, it's, it's the social pressures enter into this as well. I mean, it, it's the demasculating of men. Look at it. We had this toxic masculinity thing going on. And I mean, how many times? That's what I think this whole wearing the same costume on Halloween is. That's been going on for years and years and years. Yeah, but it's years, getting worse. Though. It's like a matching, like you do this and I'll do the opposite. Like uh, couples costumes have been around for a long time. Yeah, you've seen the Raggedy Ann, Raggedy Andy yeah. combo and you can tell he doesn't want to do it, but she did. Or if you do the one that he wants to do, it's like the brick and the brick layer. Oh, like yeah, or you usually see the, the nut and the bolt. Yeah. Well, they're pushing a lot of this. Couple costumes can, they, they're talking about how if you have a last minute need for a costume, you can do the couple's costumes. Well, there are a lot of people this year are doing like the Barbie and the Ken or the Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Oh, God. Yeah. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey's a costume? It's one of the highest selling ones, believe it or not. No. See what I'm saying? They're tra- demasculating men. Did you see the one I sent you last night? What? It's Michelle Obama. Did you see it? No, I didn't. Is you it didn't see inappropriate, it? chill? Of course it's inappropriate. Hold on, let me pull it up. <laughs> I gotta look for it. I said, I thought I said it to both of you. No, I don't think so. It's a picture of Michelle Obama, and it says Spirit Halloween, and it says Real Man, included balls. <laughs> oh, God, and it's her. Oh, yeah, that's a good time to play uh, Joan Rivers, isn't it? All right. Don't do it. That's my advice. You've never, ever, ever done that. Never. And I won't. Yeah, right. Real American douchebags. Today, we salute you, matching theme costume couple. Matching theme costume couples. You let everyone at the Halloween party know you're a thing with your Thing 1 and your Thing 2 t-shirts. Matching creepy shining twins thing. We get it. You're totally together. Come play with us, Danny, forever. But no. So when you got a backache from being the back end of a horse or catch pneumonia in your Adam and Eve costume, just be confident that we know you're a thing. Matching theme costume couple. How cute. Real American douchebags. Wow, Barbie and Ken. Where does she keep your balls? The Sunny Update. The Rick's Daisy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Crazy Talk is brought to you by All Electric Services. Okay, are you ready for this? I didn't tell you this story yet, Rick. All right. This is rich. This is a good one. We're going to revel in this. So Alyssa Milano, who we all love. We do? Yeah, she's a... I'm kidding. Rick hates her. Person. Uh, So... She has not been acting lately, hasn't had many opportunities. Apparently, she's going broke. I had no idea. Guess who she blames? Uh, Israel? Elon Musk. 
Why? Elon Musk? What did he do? She is blaming Elon Musk. She said in an interview recently, uh, she blamed him for her career and financial troubles. She said that his controversial comments and practices had indirectly influenced her career trajectory, impacting like any kind of job prospects that she were to get. This was her quote. Elon Musk's comments and actions have created an environment where people like me who stand up for what they believe in are being penalized. She obviously had been outspoken about him, his corporation. Before Elon Musk bought Twitter, she thought it was good to do the whole censoring thing, which is so funny because when it comes back at you and bites right, you in the ass, then it. you have a problem with it. Yeah. So she's good. She just said... Before he bought Twitter, she was allowed to say whatever she wanted. And if she didn't agree with the information, that was considered disinformation. And then people were censored on Twitter. And she was fine with all of that. Right, of course. But now that Elon Musk lets gives people free speech and was like, hey, I can't tell you not to say this just because you don't believe what this person believes. She has a problem with it. And she said, I've been penalized for speaking my mind. Um, So how does it feel, honey? How does it feel? Because you've been doing the same thing to everybody else. Wow. Penalized. Penalized. Slot Speaking back. of peens, get ready for this. Oh, boy. Um, Dylan Mulvaney won Woman of the Year. Why don't you say who Dylan... A lot of people forget. Dylan Mulvaney is a TikTok star that transitioned from a man into a woman. And at the beginning of the transition... It well, was, not really. It was, it was speculated that this was for attention because... Uh, what Dylan would do is say this is day one of being a woman. And at first it was- Being a, a girl. Being a girl, excuse me. And it was, I thought it was in kind of like a mocking kind of way. He was like, I'm yeah. going to go spend too much money on clothes and then I'm going to cry all afternoon. And everyone thought it was like a comedy thing. Well, he, Broadway actor right. and, and plays the part of a girl really well as a Broadway actor. Right. So transitioned. He's Dylan's the one that Bud Light made a can with Dylan's face on it, and that's kind of was the start of the demise of Bud Light. Oh, okay. Because mm-hmm. um, everyone was like, for all the people you could have put on a can, you put Dylan Mulvaney. Um, got Woman of the Year for Attitude Magazine, and, and Dylan also got Woman of the Year for something else. What was it? I forget what they're called. It's basically social media awards and like influencer awards. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And. Dylan won that as well. So How many women are pissed off about that? Well, maybe just a couple. Because he didn't transition. He is pretending. You know, he's doing the little fantasy thing. He's not really, he hasn't done any surgeries. Surgery or, or, no. or medications that I know of. I mean, right. maybe. No, I there's no medications now. Rick says commit or quit. Well, yeah. Rick's like, you're in 100% or you're not in. Right. Um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. So, woman of the year. Which, by the way, I wanted to mention this to you guys. We talk about uh, men transitioning to be women in women's sports a lot on the show. And I don't know if you know this, but Leah Thomas, Thomas, the swimmer, that this was the whole how everything started with Leah and Raleigh Gaines and how Raleigh Gaines was really in first place. And then Leah, uh, who was a man and not very successful swimmer as a male that decided to um become a woman or say that they identify as a woman and then compete against women and then all of a sudden number one getting all these medals mm-hmm. has decided to back off of swimming because he said nobody wants him really big surprise there thank and, god you know what's funny i still go back to how shocking it was to really find out how much bigger he was than riley Gaines. the size was 
and I'm, just, I'm not saying this to be a pun. <laughs> I'm just saying the size of Leah compared to the size of Riley. Riley's huge. As a woman, Riley is She's, built, mm-hmm. right? And then there's a picture yesterday on this story that she just read, that Jill just mentioned. There's another picture of them, but it's a straight-on picture where you can actually see them clearly because they try to avoid that. Yeah. And Mr. Thomas is enormous. Right. It, he is a missile in the water. That's why. He's the length of his legs and his arms and mm-hmm. his reach. Well, it's funny because we... What is Gronk doing here? We played the... I don't know if we had the audio or if you and I were just talking about it. They they interviewed Serena Williams, who's arguably one of the best female tennis players of all time. Right. And you see how she's built. Yeah. Super strong, super built. And they asked her if she would ever um, compete um, against men in tennis. And she said, I would never win. There's just no way. I'm not... I I would lose time and time again against the best men tennis players because they're male and I'm female. That's just how it is. Right. And I found that interesting because this weekend, I think I told you this off the air, uh, was an argument for just that. Because you'll hear one side of the argument will say, oh, it's exactly the same, even keel for men and women to compete in sports. So men should be able to compete with women, men that identify as women. Uh, against women and there's no kind of um, no comparison men don't have an advantage remember who was it was it one of the queer eye for the straight guy guys that was crying and he said there's no difference there's no proof that there's any kind of biological right um what's the word i'm looking for advantage advantage for the for the for the biological male that identifies as a woman so i thought hmm i wonder what they think of this this weekend we had my husband's part of a softball league and this weekend they had like a home run derby and we're, we're chatting about it before he went. And he said, yeah. So the men have to hit from home plate. The women um, get to hit from second base. And I go, whoa, 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 whoa. What? Not even the pitcher's mound. Second base. Well, that's what why, I said. I why, said, what about the pi- Across the entire infield. Yeah. So I said, so the men hit from home plate and the women hit obviously further up. And I said, what, why is that? He's like, well, the men are stronger and they can hit farther. I go, that's ah, interesting. It's interesting how everything's even keel, but then you have something like this, which proves that men, biological, bone structure, density, muscle mass, are stronger than women. Mm-hmm. Now, you might have some women that you put against a specific man and she's stronger than him right? and vice versa, but as a whole... Yeah, like Jake Sullivan and Serena Williams. You know, she'd break them in half. She'd beat the crap out of him. I'd watch that. Um, here's some relationship red flags that people say they're secretly okay with. Do you have any um, red flags that were like a deal breaker for you? I don't remember. That was like years ago. years ago. Mine is if you don't like animals. I, if you don't like animals to me, I'm like, Yeah, that's, really? a, that's a deal breaker, yep. I just thought that was a little strange. I just think it's strange. I'm not saying that there's anything specifically wrong with you, but if you don't like animals, my ears perk up. Yeah, it's usually a good red flag. That's number one on the list. It's a red flag that people say they're secretly okay with. They would never mm. say it out loud, but they're kind of okay with it. Some people believe that you have no soul if you don't like animals. Yeah, or that's they, true. Or maybe they had a traumatic experience with an animal. Like maybe you were attacked yeah. by a dog and well, now you're... Well, they get a cat. True. Uh, having friends of the opposite sex. That could be, could be problematic, depending. Um, this person finds... Uh, see, I would welcome this. This would be great. The lack of social media presence. Oh, I love that. I think that's great, right? <laughs> yeah. That's nice. God, imagine the freedom. Must be so good. I have people say that to me all the time. Well, you talk about it, you would love it, but why don't you just do it? 
well, I'm in charge of the social media for our station, so that's kind of, you know, or for our show, at least I should say. Uh, somebody's got to reply back and forth to people. And, Can't uh, we just get an answering machine? We all try to do it, you know, and try to be on. I know, Rick, you answer a lot, to, you know, as well from time to time. But, I'm trying to. Um, being with someone who's meaner than me, this guy says, my wife will always let the restaurant know when my order is wrong. Rick likes that. Yeah. Um, someone who can't cook. Could you ever marry someone that couldn't cook? I mean, your yeah, wife's just a go chef. Out to eat, go out to eat. I mean, I, I mean, don't if, know. If, that's not a big situation. If there. I cooked or if I like to cook. Uh, what about someone that's super needy? Oh, yeah, uh, that's very annoying. No, I can't that's like, that. like, like, yeah, it's like annoying. Yeah. It's like a cat that won't get off your desk while you're trying to work. Bless it. <laughs> How about someone who is not close to their family? I don't care. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, there's the, less stuff I gotta do. The one for me that's not on here is <laughs> right. If, less places you have to go. If they're um, like, if you're not close to your family, okay, because you might have had a really bad childhood and you yeah. don't want to be around them. But um, the one that always kind of perked me up a little bit is if you treat your mother really badly. Yeah. Like if someone treats their mother horribly, it's like, oh, if you're treating your own mother like that, right. how are you yeah. gonna treat your wife and your kids? Well, you have to look into it first. There might be a reason. Yeah. You know. I don't know. Uh, being overly absorbed in their hobbies or their work, like a workaholic, would that be a red flag to you? No, I'm. I would be glad that somebody had something like that. I mean, that would had something other than me to focus on. Um, I dated a guy once that was super into weightlifting, right? Mm-hmm. And it became to the point where it was. I don't want to use the word interfering in our relationship, but it was definitely up there. One of the like that his weightlifting overtook everything, right? So. Um, do you want to go to dinner Friday night? Sure. What time? Well, I got to go to the gym, so I can't go till eight. Okay. And so I got used to it eventually. But then if we were out in the middle of nowhere, he had to eat at specific times. Yeah. He would just like whoop out a pork chop out of his pocket and just start like gnawing. <laughs> no, he on didn't. A, I swear to you. Yeah. And nice. then, and also like a bag of blueberries. So we could be at an art exhibit and he'll just pull out a pork chop and start eating a pork chop because it's time You're to eat. You're mad that he always has snacks? What's up with that? Well, I wasn't, I wasn't I just, that crazy, but I understand where, when you're working out, when you committed, you mm-hmm. that has to come first. I mean, over everything. And the thing is, is I remember uh, people around me getting annoyed. Like, uh, like they, like she would say, "Well, we're gonna go to this hotel, blah blah blah." I go, "Yeah, we and we'll go out to dinner." I go, "Yeah, but at four o'clock, I gotta go work out." Right. <sighs> we're on vacation. It doesn't work like that. Right, right, right. <laughs> it no, doesn't work. And like I that. think there is something to be said about making yourself a priority, especially yeah. if it comes you to your own to. health. Yeah. Um, so I can understand that. It didn't super duper bother me, but that was num- that was That's a little one. much. Yeah, that's a little much. I mean, you and know, I, you know I'd make, fu- I'd make your, fun of them. And then you have the big grease stain in your pocket. It was in a plastic bag, <laughs> but I'd make fun of them and be like, and what's in your other pocket? And, sure, and it was blueberries. <laughs> it was in his other pocket. It's really strange. Nothing wrong with that. It was interesting. Um, here's something that you two don't care about that I knew you were going to roll your eyes at when oh, I came in. I, God. I didn't see this because uh, I was busy Saturday night, uh-huh. but I read about it yesterday when I woke up. Oh, boy. That, and I'll, I'll tell you my theory about this. I think this whole Trailer Swift, Travis Kelsey thing's oh. fake. I think it's fake. I don't think they're together. Uh, I think it's a whole charade. Hold on. What are you going to do? A charade. I'll go to bed. I'll go with you. <laughs> I think it's fake. I think it's all made up. Um, we have people in this building that are obsessed with this story and they follow everything on. They're like, my, my favorite celebrity couple. I'm like, they're not a couple. They're not a couple. I'm guaranteed, mark my words, because until I see them kiss, 
people were freaking out because they had their first um, how do you how do you say it uh, display of public affection Ooh. over the weekend. They were caught holding oh holding hands. What is, that, what is that? Any I don't I'm never understand. My whole life I've been like this. Even people I loved, Daryl Hall was one of my favorite singers of all time. But I've never ever been obsessed with been anything obsessed he does with anybody or talked about him or said you know somebody asked me hey what's your favorite singer yeah, Daryl Hall I would never they, what is it with people living somebody else's life I and think they, it's they, a vicarious thing but it's like so? ooh you know Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey I've never would have thought they would be together who and cares a lot of people do apparently but why I don't it's not, no, your, it's not your life I, but people might look at things that you're interested in and not understand why you're and why that's you fine. care about and it that's fine I, 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 I understand that actually. I guess it's I guess it's the newness of it because I'm guessing it's going to die down but I again there's no pictures of them kissing mm-hmm. they're barely holding hands and everyone's like oh, they're in love I'm like until I see them making out not that I like want to see them making out but I don't you have celebrity couples all over the place that have like just started seeing each other and they'll catch a picture of them kissing in a car paparazzi are everywhere and you mean to tell me you couldn't catch a single picture of them kissing it's well, because it's not real you think the NFL is just paying her I don't know if she's getting paid <laughs> no. or if this is a publicity I mean, thing because he got so much blowback for endorsing Pfizer. Oh, um, she's trying to make him look good because everybody loves Ms. her. And she's Miss Wholesome and everyone loves her. And it's oh, like, oh, they help oh. each other out in a, in a sort of marketing sort of way. That's mm. what I think. But apparently the biggest news over the weekend is that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey were holding hands. Coming up, more round-the-clock coverage of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey holding hands. Where were they while they were holding hands? Were their fingers interlaced, or were they doing some sort of handshake thing? What was the total amount of time they were holding hands? Was it like two minutes? Was it longer? Did they stop for a second, then continue holding hands? All of the details coming up after this. I'm a busy mom who's always on the go, so I don't have time for my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis to slow me down. That's why there's once daily... We interrupt this commercial for another Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey hand-holding update. They are holding hands again. I repeat, they are currently holding hands at Starbucks. More as it develops. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 